hello and welcome to the Be Better podcast where we believe any and every area of your life has a little more potential that you can tap into to change the course and trajectory of your outcomes. My name is Clarissa Parody and I am your host and I have worked and trained in the worlds of business strategy, leadership, and performance. And I am the person who believes in and creates success where there appears to be ceilings. And if that sounds like something that's in your world, your reality, and something you want more of, welcome to the show. It is a great day to change your life. Let's go. Welcome back to the Be Better podcast. I am so excited. Today we have a friend, a former personal trainer to me personally, and a general all around wonderful human, Chris Little, who also has his own podcast, but let me read the bio. Let me read the bio. He is an Edmonton-based trainer, the host of the Lifestyle Chase podcast. He is also an online coach and podcast producer at A-Team Fitness based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. He's the creative director for B. Simpson Fitness in the greater New York area, and he's a social media contractor for Yag Tweetup based in Edmonton. The guy does everything. He's been recognized by YEG Fitness as a top personal trainer and community supporter in past years, and he lives by the abundance mindset of looking for the strengths in the people that surround him. And for those of you who haven't had the opportunity and the privilege or the pleasure of getting to know Chris Little, this man can turn crap into gold. Like things just, there was a point in time where things just kept hitting you. And I was like, this guy can turn anything around anything. So welcome so much. I'm so glad you decided to join me on the Be Better podcast today. How the heck are you? Well, thanks for having me, first of all. And I just wanted to kind of like take a step back and reflect on when you were first starting to have or thinking of having a podcast. Mm. I think it's exciting for me to think to that moment because what I like is when people have an idea and then they just go for it. I think that's uh, one of the most exciting things that can be done. And I've seen how many episodes that you've collected so far. Um, I think it's very exciting to take on the journey of being a podcast host because it helps you learn. It helps you. It, it gives you a platform for yourself to make mistakes. Like for myself, I make mistakes when I'm a podcast host because I'll not hear the thing that the person wanted to tell me or I'll learn communication skills I'll kind of get out of my echo chamber sometimes and I'll learn about things that I might not have understood before. Um, And it's just, it's such a a life-changing thing. Um, So just the fact that you're on this journey and you wanted to include me on this, like it makes me very honored and excited and pumped. Um, And I just wanted to also add in, like when we first actually connected in person, it was for your uh, stairs thing that you were doing. And I think, I don't know how it all like played out but I just remember getting tagged or something on Instagram I was oh okay like ain't nobody call me out <laughs> on Instagram or something like that and it's just like I was it was something that I was okay this is going to tell me the type of person that this is um whether they are determined or not and you are determined so to be on your podcast and to be alongside so many other guests that you've interviewed is exciting it's a Saturday morning. I have nothing to complain about. I've been sipping on coffee for a few hours, listening to your show, getting prepared for this. So I have no complaints. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that, what a compliment. Yeah. I, I think the, the factor that makes a difference for me is making a decision. Like it's, it's nice to want to do something, but when you decide to do something, 
the outcome looks totally different. And with the stairs, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Edmonton, they, we have a, a river Valley and it's, she's steep. She's a steep gal. And there are some sta- sets of stairs that are just, they're a grind. They're hard. And, uh, I love them. <laughs> I love them. And one of my goals prior to the pandemic was to get people out and just like, this is here. Like, this is fun. This is great for your body. The coordination, the strength, the endurance that it takes. And how many of us sit into moments where we're like, I can't even endure, but you get to the bottom of the stairs and you know that your car's at the top, you're getting up, you're going to hell or high water breaks as many as you need, but you are getting up. And I think it was such a, it was such a fun thing for me to do on the regular. And it, it taught you, it taught me so much more than about like going out and sweating, which is originally what the intended purpose of that fun little adventure I went on. So yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. It it takes an obstacle um, and contextualizes it in a different modality. So Mm. like we come across career obstacles and we don't know what to do, but then we realize it's just one step at a time. Like, uh, Maybe you're starting a business and go, well, I don't know how to start a business. Well, maybe just focus on your first client or your first customer and just service them and then uh, figure out how you are going to accept payment and figure out your liability insurance and figure out all these other factors, but just figure it out one step at a time and stairs in and of themselves are just like a reminder to us that uh, we take one step, we take another step and just the compound effect of our efforts uh, pays off but you have to be consistent and you have to keep going or else you're not going to get to the top. Totally. And this is Chris and I were briefly chatting about this before we press record and the difference consistency can make. Like if you can even whatever it is, maybe you wake up at the same time, or maybe you walk for 30 minutes outside. If you do that for the course, let's just say a full year, let's say you get up at the same time almost every single day, or you walk outside in nature for 30 minutes a day, the there will be an incredible shift in your life. You won't even all of a sudden one day like, whoa, this is, this is really different. This is really, it feels easy. I rely on this. This actually gives me some kind of grace, peace, ease, structure, freedom, faith, joy. And you are unconstrained in a way that you didn't expect just from consistency, even though maybe we want a silver bullet or we want the progress. We want to just be able to get it four in the morning. Why can't we just do it with, why can't we just do it? Cause we said we were going to do it and ch- shifting from that instant gratification to just consistency, just consistency. And can you be satisfied with the achievement of consistency? I mean, golfers, that's what they aim for, right? Just a little consistent, little, little. that's what everyone chases. Excellent. Well, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about you. So your, you have, your landscape has totally shifted over the last few years and you've had to endure some things, hop over some things, get creative. And I'd love to know what got Chris Little here in this moment. I have a reputation for being long-winded. So what I'm (laughs) going to do is I'm going to try and make it as as short and sweet um, as I can. And of course, if people got curious as to like, the longer version, they can uh, look up my information, but essentially like what it comes down to when I'm reflecting on like from point A to point B, it's just having a goal kind of in mind. Hmm. Like I, when it all comes down to it, I usually am just very focused on a goal. And then I just, it's in me to do whatever it takes 
to achieve it. And then that's where it gets more layered and multifaceted. Um, and that's where I've had to diversify my skill set. So the, the long list of things that I'm currently involved in um, isn't necessarily because that's what I wanted for myself. I didn't want to have like this list of things. I'm not mad about it. It's like something I'm, I feel that I'm in a position that uh, I'm very grateful to be in, like that I've been able to make those connections to have those opportunities. But the reason that they came up was because of the just sheer determination to achieve my goal. Um, and I'm a very passionate person. And so like, I will run myself into the ground before I uh, stop trying for the goal. I will fail relentlessly. I'll make mistakes. Um, I'll have learning moments, I'll, all kinds of things, but I just don't stop. And I think that would be like the, the core identity of like what I do, like my theme is just that, uh, I mean, you close the gym, so I find a new way to do things and you just, any obstacle that I come across, I have it in me to take that time to get introspective, to realize, okay, like this is upsetting. This could cause a stop to all my progress. What can I do? And, and we talked about before we kind of started the show today, how like oftentimes we can get in our own way. Um, that is something that over the years I've learned that is very much of myself. Um, most of the things that I am unhappy with about my life, I've gotten in my own way. It's just like how, how I've positioned myself, how I've described myself, how I've let other people see me. And so that is something that I've worked on in order to, um, get myself closer to that end goal. That's awesome. One thing I just want to point out for those of you who may have missed it, he has a long list of things he does and it doesn't look like the way he thought it was going to look. It doesn't look the way he thought it was going to look. And we sit there and so often we can plan and plan and plan. And we have this vision of exactly the job we should have, the way it should look, the title we should have, the skills we should need to do, the person we should be with, how we should date, whatever. And we have this vision of what we think it should be. And you can let yourself be surprised and get even better outcomes. There are how many jobs did you not know, first of all, that existed, you know, like 10 years ago, there's the stuff, some of the stuff you did that do now wasn't something that was common. It wasn't common. And it, you adapted and you learned. This is the other thing I really noticed about you is that you have a growth mindset. You have stuff that comes up and you're like, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? What's my next step? As opposed to being like, well, this sucks. The world sucks. I'm, I quit. I throw in the towel. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Mm -hmm. It's done. And I mean, it's easy. You can have that. You can have that. Have that for a day. Have that for a week. Own it. Feel it. Like, don't, don't deny yourself the frustration because it can be so frustrating. And then, you know, enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride. And I also love that you said fail relentlessly, fail relentlessly. Like, what would it be like if we chased that? Like not, not set your necessarily set yourself up for failure, but would be willing to be like, I'm trying this. It didn't work. I'm trying this. It didn't work. I'm trying this. It didn't work. And just keep going. God, you're so rad. You're so rad. Okay. Let's, let's talk about some of the things. Like, I'm sure there's been moments of absolute frustration and you're like, again, <laughs> why, why, how do you, how do you regroup? So 
as you're kind of like unpacking just the, the last little bit there, it got me thinking about how I can be more like relatable to your audience. Um, what I have learned in the past is that uh, sometimes what people see through like social media isn't the full picture. And so it's social media confuses the crap out of me because what I think I'm putting out is not often what everybody sees because everybody's going to see like a perception that mirrors their own biases or their own human experiences. And so essentially like what I think that I'm putting out is that I am just like a beginner, just adding bricks to my wall um, that I am just ground floor and doing my best each day. And sometimes people will meet me at different parts of my journey, and they might have met me when I was a spin instructor at True Ride, or they might have met me when I was uh, just getting hired at a private boutique gym, or they might have met me when I was just like at any different phase, and then that's the me that they know. Um, so I want people to understand that how I'm trying to portray myself in this moment is that beginner that person that's at ground zero doesn't, doesn't think that they're at the top of any category and is just trying to show up and put their best foot forward. And to give people kind of a snapshot of like moments that have really uh, just like knocked me on my butt, um, like the past two years were not easy for anybody. And a lot of like my experiences through that are not really transposable through what people would know through my social media uh, to add clarity to that. Like just, I almost stopped working in the fitness industry and like it came super, super close. And it wasn't because I was just completely out of work is because I just kind of felt hopeless. Um, and it's, it's something that a lot of people I'm sure have felt and they can transfer it to any industry that they choose. And the things that kind of kept me going with it were just that goal that I had. It wasn't, it wasn't that I had to be better than anybody. It wasn't that I had to like make more money than anybody or anything. That was just that I had to do something that gave me a sense of purpose and I just couldn't quit on it. So what it looked like when I almost like stopped was just like, just a complete loss of confidence in what I did. Um, when I faced the gym closures, I also lost a lot of like in-person client sessions. And that isn't me placing blame on anything. It was just timing. People aren't needing a trainer when they're trying to keep themselves healthy. People are needing a trainer when they have things that have them taking extra precautions for their health. And that is just a reality and you can still be connected with them. They're still your friends and they're still part of your community, but it's just the season of their life where they needed you has passed. And so it's like, what are you going to do with that situation? And for myself, I kind of got my, my focus changed from having a sense of purpose to survival and under the parameters of chasing survival, I started looking for work that just matched anything that I could do. Um, some people might know me for my background in working in a warehouse in like the mainly stainless steel industry. Um, and so I started looking at warehouse jobs because I had five years experience. And this was 
not that long ago. So that's what makes it such a, like, uh, you know, almost like a hit to the ego, like for me to be like, Hey, we listed off all those things. Well, um, why don't we go back to July, 2021 and look at what my life was like then. Mm-hmm. And I had essentially been set up with a job interview at a large company and we did the tour of the warehouse and I was almost overqualified for the role, but I was willing to go into it. And it got to this point where the guy was like, so you're going to take the job or not? And at that point, I felt like I was going to puke, but I knew that uh, my bills had to be paid. And so I was like, well, how much time do I have to get back to you with an answer? And he was, oh, I can give you up to eight hours. And if, if it takes longer than that, I fill the position because that's just how life works. Like if you don't take the opportunity, someone else will. And I could have probably kept up with a, a few of my other things while in that role, but just something in my gut was like, no, like we, we don't actually need to do this. Like we're not, this isn't our path. And I just remember sitting in my car, just kind of like almost shaking, just kind of reflecting on it all because, because of the passion that I brought into this role, this industry, this journey of mine, um, I've done a, like, I've been so hyper-focused. My whole life has revolved around uh, making moves in this industry, whether it be just to be able to cover my expenses or whether it has been to learn or grow or connect with people. Um, I've put so much at stake and put so much at risk. I wasn't feeling good about throwing it all away for that. Mm. And I just remember driving home and just like as I talk to people about it like is this a good idea or a bad idea obviously there's always going to be like everybody on all sides of the spectrum they're just like well if you had stable finances would you be happier as a person and that that is valid that is true but then it's like well if if you're not doing something you truly care about would you be happy as a person and it just kind of came down to that. And I realized in myself, which is, I think something that's important for people, you have to realize what you want out of life, not what everybody else wants out of life. As I reflected on that, I realized, well, I mean, this isn't the only way to get to this point. Like this isn't the only solution. And I had actually lined up a handful of like different job interviews, a small handful, very modest handful, I should say, because it's very, it's, when you are trying to make it work on your path, it is not meant to be easy. Like if you are getting some pushback or some resistance, um, you're, going, you're going the right direction. And it's about you to have the capacity to have tolerance for that. Um, so long story short is essentially, I actually got an interview with Lululemon for their mirror position. And it was, it was kind of like a perfectly timed role because part of what I needed is just connection with people. Mm. Um, I had been, I, I'm a very isolated person by nature. That's something that I've learned about myself. It's, it's not something that I planned. It's just kind of the outcome of being a passionate person that uh, you end up spending a lot of time by yourself. And so when I started the role with Lululemon, I was able to work with people at the store and it didn't even matter what I was selling. I didn't, it didn't matter if I was going to be selling the leggings or if I was going to be selling the mirror, I was getting to connect with people 
who I got to be a part of their life. They got to be a part of my life. And uh, that meant a lot to me. And as I had that in place, I was able to start putting more momentum into the other modalities. Um, so I guess the long and short of it is, as you see like my bio or my Instagram profile or just anything that I've accomplished, know that I, if you are feeling down, I am not far from you. I just didn't quit and I don't want you to quit either. And I hope that this reminds you to not quit. And I hope that you're able to look at your goals and, and say to yourself, we, we didn't come this far to just come this far. It's a common expression that I think I first heard in a spin class, but I think it's important for people to remember that when they are pursuing their goals, because I think anybody that's gravitating towards your show is going to be a very goal oriented person who is probably facing some obstacles or some self doubt and if you believe that you can do it, uh, you can. And there's a lot of other nuggets that I can drop there, but I've taken up too much airspace. So it's back. I to don't me. think so. I don't think so. I, I, I love that, that your commentary on um, the mirror and uh, you, you go for that job. It didn't really matter what you were selling. The connection was everything. And recently I reconnected with someone who was talking about polyvagal theory. And I like, oh, I can, I really I really feel you when it can feel very isolating. Like when you're a passionate person and you're going for things, I, it's a lot of other things fall to the side and I, you can get really laser beamed in on things. And all of a sudden I realize I'm like, I have not seen another human in a long time. And I'll see them virtually, but there is something about the in-person connection that's really powerful. And I was talking to this uh, lady who just knows a ton about, um, polyvagal theory. And she was talking about how, you know, you've got two, you got your ventral vagal and your dorsal vagal and your ventral vagal is really like connection-based. It's, it's when you feel safe, your sense of connection is so much greater. And I realized a lot of the time when I'm working on projects or I get stressed out and, and I'm, I'm concerned, like things aren't going to work. That dorsal vagal is like, boom, right there. It responds to cues of danger. So if I feel like something's not going to work out, okay, fine. It's not a mountain lion but I'm like, but this project could go sideways and I'm a different person and it, and it doesn't work. But that, that activation of that ventral vagal nerve. And you're like, Oh, that it's that juicy oxytocin, that connection with other people. It, it it's like a sigh for all of the cells in my body <laughs> and it's, it's powerful. And so in that world of goal achieving in that world of hustling or in that world of, I have a vision, I know where I want to go taking that time to, to pause and really find yourself in, inside what your, your, what your physiology, what your neurology would expect or perceive to be safe and can really allow you to be more creative. The second I drop in and I'm like, cellular sigh, I'm like, wow, there's ideas. Oh, wow. I can hear things differently. Oh, wow. This is, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. And the, the challenges and the hustles are fun, but it's, it's type two fun. It's fun at the end, but sometimes you need the type one fun, the fun in the moment fun to make a difference. So let's, let's talk fun for a second. I know you're a fun person um, amongst all your passions. You are fun. I want to know a little bit about what you do to read, like with, between the hustle, between the grind, between solving all the things, like how do you inject some of that in your day or in your life? Mm -hmm. So I've learned to kind of stand by the sort of like the pillars in my life. And uh, sometimes it, it's like less is more. 
like as far as like making sure that we are well um you don't have to have like this abundance of things to fill your cup for myself i'm very uh family oriented in the mm. sense that like i talk to my parents every single day and the backstory to that is that started when i left my old full-time job so when i left my basically it was like a it was a full-time, like probably 45 hours a week job that offered a lot of financial security and a lot of safety and a lot of mm. like comfort. And because I wanted to get into the fitness industry so bad, I left that job before I had a job in the fitness industry. Like I, I was part-time with Yeg Fitness, part-time with True Ride. And uh, that was probably enough to cover like some utilities. Um, but I put myself in a position where I was at uh, a high amount of risk and it wasn't for lack of applying to different gyms. It's just as a newly certified trainer, um, it's very tough to get a job. And sometimes maybe you go into an interview nervous and you just bomb it. And it was at that point that I realized that I needed something consistent to keep me grounded and to keep me confident and that thing was my parents mm. because like parents can't ghost you parents can't leave you on red parents are there for you and so that's that's what I've really valued in them and then also I have a group chat with my brothers so I have two older brothers and so just whenever we're going through stuff we're able to bounce ideas off each other or just like talk about our day um the times uh, like over the years like my car battery has just completely died right before I was supposed to be somewhere and my oldest brother came to town to save me and so I like nurture those connections and through those connections um because it's kind of like my pillars like I'll try to see my parents once a week and then we'll go for walks or we'll go and we'll work on stuff in their their forested area like we'll clear out some some dead wood we'll plant some trees we'll do some gardening and stuff um and i find that just that time of connection with with my loved ones um that is what kind of like helps to recharge me and it's mm. almost you get this opportunity to be with your your related mentors because we, we have mentors in every direction that we turn it's just a matter of us being open to what they can teach us and that would be like the the biggest thing that like if i am lacking that then i am not as as good as i could be um another piece to the puzzle is uh Every workday lately, I've just been picking a time in the middle of the day to just take myself for a, a walk, um, just to go and smile at people or not smile at people. Not every day is a smiling day. Like sometimes I look grumpier than shit, but uh, just to get outside, get some steps and get that activity level up, get those endorphins, um, go out of your usual work environment and change the scenery. And then just one other piece to the puzzle, because I just, I think it's important to promote this, is that uh, part of the support that my family and my, my siblings and my nieces and my sister-in-law, they give to me is just the feedback that it is in their best interest that I um, live my best life. Mm. And so any kind of feedback that they give is taking me into consideration, like they want me to thrive and be happy. And this past year, I actually did a few counseling sessions and I am not grateful nearly enough for the fact that the reason that I took that uh, step to actually go and connect with the counselor 
was because of a conversation I had with my oldest brother. Like I, because of the industry that I'm in, where I have to sometimes refer people out when I can see a moment where they would benefit from mental health counseling. Um, I was well aware of what organizations were in place. And this was around the same time that I was like at the ground zero in that warehouse deciding if I was going to take that position or not. I think it was likely even shortly after or shortly before that uh, I hit that moment where I was just like, I was incapable of even going to like a family gathering because I just felt so insecure and so sad. Um, And I knew that I needed to take initiative and take ownership over myself and how I was and how I showed up. Mm. And so I, uh, well, I reached out to Momentum Counseling and I, I just wanted to give them a shout out because they offered the, the, basically you can pay what you can afford because they are uh, subsidized or like people will donate to them to allow for other people to get affordable therapy or counseling. And one of the most valuable things that uh, we went through in our sessions and like I, I went through three or four sessions because I had a lot to unpack but one of the most valuable things was to, for me to get that opportunity to talk to somebody with an unbiased opinion and to unpack everything from when I left my old job and took all that risk and everything that had happened and every insecurity that I have and every obstacle that I face and just unpack it. And then he was able to understand like what had all transpired and then reflect it back to me in a way that I had never heard before because I had been too tough on myself um and just like a a fun side note is like I recently got the privilege to collaborate with you guys at Westcorp on uh, the gym project and uh the first time I went and filmed I just basically took the entire charge that I, I charged for the service and donated it to Momentum uh because I just needed to think about uh who who got me to where I am how am I here and I need to take ownership of that and uh, make sure somebody else gets the chance to uh, get their bearings as well when they need it. So it's just, I, I kind of needed to have that snapshot included because sometimes people are really struggling and they go and they Google different people's stories or they'll look at people who are in a position that they want to be in one day. And if they don't hear these parts, um, they, they can lose hope. They can be like, why am I broken? Why am I why am I struggling when this person just lists off like four different job roles or these opportunities or they sound so inspiring, but uh, uh, worry not. Like I, I struggle, everybody I look up to, every single person that I look up to has their struggling moments. And the reason that I have connected with them is because they've shared that with me. So I'm hoping that that's helpful. And the, the long story short of it was that uh, I'm just very family focused. I have friends who feel like family. So it's just like when I say family, sometimes it's a general term. Sometimes that can refer to some of my best friends that uh, have helped me move my couch or chosen family. uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So hopefully that kind of answered your question. I love that. You like, well, so here, so the question was what provides you with fun and it, and fun can look different in so many ways, but you, where your cup is filled, where your soul is restored where your soul comes alive are all critical things. Like the midday walk you talked about me too. I used to do it. I actually, I started doing it before my work day and at lunch because the person I am, the person I become, the person I'm restored to 
is the person I actually want to be because the neon lights and the HVAC can take me out. The interruptions, the constant bings can take me out. And I'm like, wow, like that's not, (laughs) no one wants to be around her. I I've said this more than once. I don't want to be around her. And how do I bring myself back to who I really, who I'm committed to being and who I want to be. And I think that's super powerful. And to go onto your, your, your uh, share with the counseling, my God, like I like so much respect for you, Chris, and, and to turn around and like, make sure that you reinvest and, and provide and give back to something that gave you some freedom and gave you support is super powerful. And truly, I don't know if there's anyone I've ever met myself included, who hasn't gone through a dark night of soul there. And it, it can be a catalyst that is unexpected. Something can happen and you can be like, hot damn, it all just woo, 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 spirals out. I actually had that happen recently. I ended up booking myself a solo weekend away to the mountains where I'm pretty sure I just laid on the floor and cried for half of it. Cause I was, I was like, I don't know what my next step is. I don't know what my next action is. I don't know. I, how am I like, there was no space for clarity. There was space for clutter and chaos and all the thoughts and all the things. And coming out of that, I was like, Oh, space, change your environment, be in nature, become relentless with the pursuit of, of your peace. Like I, I, there's a, there's a few things that I love in my physical being. I love joy, peace, patience, kindness. I I love (laughs) self-control. I love when I know that I'm like, I'm feeling angry, but I'm not going to say anything. I regret. (laughs) I, (laughs) I I love those moments. I love being gentle. I love being kind. Like I, I actually love how it feels in my being. And I love seeing what it does for other people, as opposed to when you're bitter or jaded or impatient, or, you know, you unleash on someone. And I'm like, wow, like if all of it, if, if all I'm trying to do is get back to homeostasis and the homeostasis version of Clarissa is like kind and loving and playful and, and, and generous, why wouldn't we chase her? I can't expect me to be that at all times. I I mean, I could, but I think I'd be, I think I'd be reliably disappointed. And so doing what it needs to doing what you need to do to reconnect with that by talking to your parents, by leaning on that brother's group chat, by having that connection with your nieces and nephews and and your sister-in-law, all of those things are what will stabilize us as people, because you are every stuff is coming at you all the time, good, bad, or otherwise the wind, the sun, people on Facebook, whatever it is, whatever it is, people are going to do what they're going to do because they're going to do it. And how do you get back to you? How do you get back to you? And it's, it's knowing that and, and know thyself. Maybe for some people, it's not talking to their family. Maybe some people's parents can't show up. Maybe they just need their, I don't know, cat, horse, donkey. They just need a moment in the, in the woods or in the Creek. What know yourself, know what works and also be willing to see if there's something else. Can I, am I open to a creative solution? Am I, am I open to a new way of experiencing this? Am I open to a new path? Am I open to, and sometimes I just ask myself, I'm like, okay, what, what right now? If I was to ask my body and myself what it needs right now, it is. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's funny. I should just ask myself questions because often I have the answer, but I don't ask the questions. So I don't hear the answer. It's like, oh, call your auntie. I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. I'll call her. (laughs) So that's awesome. I love that. That's great. Okay. Some questions about your work. So you have like, you were on the brink of, of shifting back into what, I mean, I'll call it safety but safety is questionable. I, I don't love the word safety because I don't believe it's fully ever true. I don't think you can ever 
fully insulate or I saw, sorry, I just saw an animal rip through my backyard and I just got really scared. It's okay. It was just a cat, <laughs> not, not a mountain lion. Um, okay. You are on the brink of make, of, of shifting your life into a, in, into a world you've previously been in, into a world that could have been safe in that it has a reliable paycheck but the safety you're giving up is, is any, your sense of purpose, your sense of drive, your sense of meaning. And like, again, to the listeners, sometimes we do the jobs we hate to get us through to the next step. And that's okay. But Chris knew, you knew, you knew, like you knew, like you knew, like this was not the right decision. And sometimes I find, um, when you're up against something and you mentioned this earlier, if, if you're going in the right direction and there's resistance, maybe that's the right direction. And so he's going like, he, he has the job in the bag eight. If you give me a yes within eight hours, it's yours. Here's your biweekly paycheck. There's some benefits, bada boom, bada bing, feel better. But he knew it wasn't in alignment with what was actually so for him, what he was committed to and the difference he's wants to make in the world, the difference he's committed to making in the world. And so when you're on the brink of that decision and you choose to say no, and you say, okay, no, I, we're, we're going to get back to fitness. Like, can you walk me through like what happened next? What, what was next for you after that? Cause that's a scary AF decision. Um, the, the quickest way to make it relatable for people is that just my entry into the fitness industry was actually like, it's not that I was an inactive person or a person that didn't enjoy fitness. I was still going to like city of Edmonton gym. I was still using the rowing machine, doing this stuff on a very casual basis. But in my old career, I kind of became complacent because I was at this status income wise where I thought that that was checking a box. Mm. And at the time I like, I was in a relationship, like the, the girlfriend was awesome. And I thought that I had nothing to complain about, things were good, and that I didn't need to make any changes mm. in my life. And so back to pinpointing like the entry into fitness was uh, like that girlfriend at the time, and I can only speak highly enough of her, like I, it's not one of those situations where you're like, oh, damn, that person is like, no, like nothing but respect. Um, I was actually taken along for, for a spin class. And like fun, fun fact, it was actually a Chelsea Schellenberg spin class. So that was the first spin class that I've ever been to. And so I, I right first her... spin class to ever go to. Well, I mean, like, I, I have to give her credit for being a very like energetic, very welcoming person. And from there, it just kind of like it uh, spidered out. I went to, to all kinds of different instructors classes. And what happened was I was going through it was when I put the foot on the gas with the spin classes was right after like I had a breakup with a girlfriend and again, nothing but good things to say. I, I often take ownership over the fact that I was probably not my best self. Mm. And so I had work to do and my whole journey since has been working on myself and just like looking for areas that I can improve and how I can be more self-aware and just put a better version of me out into others and like what was happening in my life at that point was I was just so stressed about everything, just homeownership, work, all kinds of stuff. And then so any interaction that I would have would kind of project that stress outward. Mm. And by being in a spin class, by exercising consistently and getting the benefits of exercise and just hearing like the, the added motivation, just like that, that uh, layer of belief 
that helped you believe in yourself was uh, very transformative for me. And my journey into the fitness industry started with a, a very strong, almost overly passionate desire to be a spin instructor. And through like the obstacles on that journey, I started to realize, well, I'm going to need to come up with a different plan. Like this isn't necessarily what's, what's meant to be for me. And so that's why I pursued my training certification because like the, the doors weren't necessarily opening for me. And I look at that as a gift, like the, the times that you get rejected aren't necessarily to hold you back there to push you forward. And after a while, I did actually get an opportunity to instruct at a uh, true ride. And so that gave me that opportunity to be like, yes, we made it. Um, and then it just, it, it turned out that as I was learning more about myself, I started to learn like there, there's more than one way to get to that end goal of having an impact on people. And uh, another thing that some people might not realize about me is I'm very introverted. And so if you're interacting with, with me in person, I might come off as like snobby or like a total douche just because I'm kind of quiet to people that I haven't quite connected with. Or I just, I'm not someone that's just going to be like this ball of energy when you first meet me. It's when you've connected with me and established that trust and that uh, connection and we have common values that that's when you get like the overly energetic version of me. And, and the warm, fuzzy version of you. You're very like, you're, you're like fuzzy warm. Well, that makes me feel good because sometimes I don't even know if that's what I, what I give off to the world. So I'm reassured in knowing that. But the, the kind of what I'm getting at here is just that um, when making these journeys and these steps, you start to realize like why it is that you want to do what you want to do. But it doesn't come without a lot of like sacrifice and a lot mm -hmm. of effort. Um, there's been many times in my trainer career where I had to pay for con continuing education that put me in so much like uh, financial stress mm -hmm. that I had to really limit my expenses. So I couldn't afford to eat out with friends and I was living off tuna and rice for like weeks. And it's like that was just something that I had to do because this was the decision that I made. And for me to follow through with this decision, I had to do whatever it took. And there's been countless, countless times that like I've taken on work that had nothing to do with the fitness industry. And I had no ego about it, no hesitation. I was like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get from point A to point B. I've done so many like side hustle contracting jobs. I've uh, set up like a milk stand at the world's longest hockey game. I've gone to um, Lloyd Minster in the front of a superstore and handed out five cents off gas coupons. I've, uh, my dad has helped me to sell trees by just equipping me with that role and almost sponsoring me the tree. I've chopped firewood with my parents during the gym closures. I've gotten paid to move people's house and just recruited another trainer. There's been so many things that I've had to do to make it work. Um, and it's just the amount that I've invested into it, the amount of effort, just the amount of like, just emotion and pain and sacrifice made me think, well, like, I can just keep applying that. And I just need to figure out what direction I have to go. And at the time that I was making this choice with that warehouse position, I, some of the job description that we shared today was still very valid. I was a coach at A-Team Fitness. I was contracting for Yagatuita. I was a personal trainer training people in person and online. 
but I just, my doubt overshadowed that. And my doubt to myself made me think that maybe I need to like step back to step forward. Um, because there would be, there would be a handful of the sessions that I would do that I would no longer be able to do based on my availability. And there would be some of the contracting stuff that I couldn't do because I wouldn't be able to be at the location at the time that they needed me to be there. But essentially what it came down to in this moment was just taking ownership of everything that I had done to get to the point that I was at the time Mm. and applying it to what was in my control in that day, that whole like step-by-step approach, knowing that, uh, okay, like this isn't the direction I want to go. So what opportunities exist right now that suit me? And so that's kind of, that's kind of the direction it went. And I feel like I kind of took my answer and just went down a rabbit hole, but uh... we're here for the rabbit holes. It's an adventure. <laughs> Welcome to Alice in Wonderland. I did write a couple of things that I was like, I'm going to circle back to that. Cause again, the pen and paper gal that I am. Okay. You talked about complacency. I sometimes find that like I, for those of you who know me, I have a spiritual side. I just find when I get complacent or when I'm not on the right path, it, it something is going to shake up, is going to draw me to be like, yo, you're sitting, you, you are resting on your laurels. You have so much latent potential. You haven't done anything. You can do, what are you doing? And do not waste the gifts you've been given. Do not waste them. And how many times has like a job changed or a relationship ended where it's you you walk through the grief and you walk through the fire and the person you come on the other side is that much more refined like gold does not become pure because you dig it out of the ground it go it becomes pure because you put it through fire over and over and over and over and and it's it's what makes it high quality it's what makes it desirable it's what makes it valuable and so life sometimes requires endurance. And I mean, some people, and endurance is subjective, right? Like I look at my life and the things I've been through and there've been moments I've been brought to my knees. I've been brought to my app, like my absolute knees. And people would still look at me and be like, your life's not that bad. I'm like, it's my current reality. Like, I don't know what to tell you. My, 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 my personal experience in this moment is that I'm on my knees and I, I, I'm just, hopeless, begging for help or not necessarily out loud, like internally, just like, oh my God, pull it together. And I, I can't always say that it's easy, but I would say that that reality is available for everyone. It just might look, it might manifest differently. And so for you to throw yourself into that, like spin class and go and go and go and chase that dream, you like it, that, that one breakup, that one, after being introduced, intro to spin that breakup, that redirect that created that passion, that fuel, that fire, who knows if you didn't have, and you said maybe too much passion, but I'm going to say maybe the right amount because it completely changed the trajectory of your life. And I don't, I don't know there, there is a, I mean, there is an opportunity to let the things that rock us stop us. There's that opportunity to be like, well, that's it. I give up. I mean, how many times have I wanted to, how many times have I sat in my own garbage for days being like, Hmm, and I just let it stop me and you, and you did something about it. So I think that was amazing. Also, the other thing you said, um, being rejected and I've now tried to take on the lens of when I'm, when it doesn't go the way I want it to go and I'm feeling rejected or dejected, or I'm feeling whatever I'm like, it's a redirect this, this 
isn't your final outcome. This isn't, maybe this isn't the thing that would best serve you or get you to the next level or bring up the best in you. Perhaps it's something that you're actually in some ways it would stop you from achieving. I I, I tell the story. I, I dated the love of my life in uh, university and the person I was back then, um, you know, isn't the, per- isn't remotely close to the person I am now. And had I not had to go through a heartache and now, like, I mean, of all times, right before final exams. And let me tell you, I had a 4.0 and I was not willing to let it go. And I was also like, well, if you have, if you're waltzing into your finals with a 4.0, that means if you can't study, cause you're so sad, um, you've got a safety net. And so sometimes that strive for excellence, 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 get better, get better, get better. When you hit that absolute terrible outcome or that, that one thing that just crushes your soul, you have some cushion so that you, I didn't plummet. I didn't fail. I still stayed on the Dean's list. I was just not a 4.0 that semester. I was like a 3.7 or something, but I, I had cushion. And so pursuing that greatness and, and it's not because I'm sitting here being like, I'm so great, but I'm, I'm chasing, how can I, how can I possibly be the best I possibly can be in my current form with my current access to my current potential or my, of the potential I have different times in life. You're going to have different amounts of access to it, mostly because of your mind and, and your understanding of reality and what's available and what is possible for you. But when you go for gold all the time, when poop hits the fan, you're, you're not, you didn't lose. You didn't lose. You, you are still way better than if you never tried, if you never excelled, if you never found fire, found passion, found something that drove you. So basically you're just an inspiration. That was, that was supposed to summarize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you kind of uh, alluded to or pointed out something regarding passion and how I describe myself as almost too passionate. Mm. It's multifaceted. So I, the reason I am where I am in my career is mm. I'm too passionate. Like I, I not like, too passionate relative to other people in the industry, just too passionate relative to like the general population in the sense that uh, some people are just going to write me off because I'm just too long-winded. I speak too much. I Mm. too frequent in my communication. I maybe I bet on myself too much and it just reflects on just someone else's journey in a way that doesn't make them feel good. And that's just a reality like that's going to happen in anybody's phase and anybody's journey and anybody's industry um where i've been able to sort of leverage that passion is being willing to do whatever it takes um earlier in our episode today you kind of talked about just like how you are a relentless person i know from what i know of you personally like you've had some near-death experiences um and that is what like the people closest to me know that about me like I almost died on a field for a cross country race. Um, and it's just because I was the funny story about that is I was dating a girl at the time. And the only way that I would get to see her was if I made it to the next uh, level of the cross country meets. So I had the first, I had to place high enough in like the district to make it to like the, the broader meet you're making a whole new meaning of like chasing a girl. Like this is hilarious. Oh, yeah. oh no, this is like, this is like literally running. <laughs> this this has been a reoccurring theme in my life. Um, just like the the horse chasing the carrot kind of thing. 
but uh, I, through naive preparation for this race, it was a very hot summer day or September <laughs> day. I should say. Preparation. Well, it's just I'll I'll kind of like go into uh, the details. There it was just like I was a young kid, and I thought that maybe having like uh, an energy drink or a protein bar would be sufficient. But really, what I should have done is had like a Camelback or something because it was like a thirty degree <laughs> yeah. day in the middle of September, and we were prepping for this race to start for like two hours and like the the sunlight and just getting overheated and I wasn't necessarily properly hydrated and with what I had hydrated with it was like high in caffeine so it wasn't necessarily going to help me out much mm. um and at at the end of it all like I was like there was maybe two laps to this track and I was at the very top of a hill on the first lap and one of the coaches had noticed I was like moving almost snail like when he saw me like across the field like on the other end of the loop and I got to the top of the hill and I just basically blacked out and I fell down the hill is actually one of my uh, friends from another high school was the one who found me in a bush. Um, in a bush. Yeah. This so sounds very dangerous. I fell down this entire hill. I was completely like unconscious. All I remember is just like, what I remember is my feet were on fire. Like I've never felt my feet feel so hot ever. Um, and just like vision in and out, in and out. But like, I have, like, I'll never forget the little snapshots of that, uh, course. Mm. Like I've gone back for walks there twice, just to kind of like almost get closure with it all. Right. Um, but there's little parts of the trail that are like super, super clear to me. Um, then I just remember, like, I just pushed myself as hard as I could just to get to the top of the hill. And then I don't remember anything. And then the next thing that I remember is that I was in like the emergency room and like my immediate family was all around me. And it was like a, maybe a half hour to 40 minute time span from when I fell, fell down to when I came back. Um, and I was just like, I remember thinking about it after and being like, okay, like each of these family members like was located between 20 and 60 minutes away from the hospital and they all got there within 30 minutes so like uh my my oldest brother probably uh broke some laws but uh i'll never <laughs> forget that like those are the moments that i think of if i'm ever feeling sorry for myself i'm like uh my my brothers love the shit out of me so <laughs> i need to stop feeling sorry for myself and just figure out how i can uh support them and my nieces and uh make sure that i'm like looking out for my parents and stuff like that but uh it's like little moments like that that have given me light as to just how intense I can be sometimes. Mm. That is like, those are the lengths that I go to in my career. Um, I will run myself into the ground and I've done it many, many times before and I will continue to do it because that's how passionate I am. Mm. And that's why it's sometimes too passionate. Got it. It's not for everybody. Near death um, is a lot of passion. <laughs> well, I mean, just even just in being able to see that transposed, if someone else cannot relate to needing to have a sense of purpose in what they do in their day to day to feel proud of what they do, mm. um, then they're not going to relate to the amount of passion that I put into this career. Right. And to just give another snapshot for people to better understand, like if when I was in the other career in a relationship, 
if you asked me what I did for work, do you think I would have been proud and like just gushing with energy and joy and being able to list off all these things that were exciting and being able to take a sense of like ownership over like the, the struggles and the leaps and all these things for me on a personal level, based on like what things matter to me and what I need to be doing to feel like I've done something. It just, it wasn't a match. Like, uh, I, every single job that I will ever have and every single job that I have had, I have gained value from. So if anybody ever gets it twisted, um, I benefit from every job that I do. And I benefited from that job because it gave me this uh, work ethic. It just made me work really, really hard. And I applied that to the fitness industry. And I was working for um, business owners. So I was able to apply that to being a business owner. Mm. Um, so it's not necessarily that those were the missing factors. It was more so me being aware of myself and what I need out of my limited time here on earth. And especially having, like I've, I've lost people that I've looked up to very, too soon. And mm. I've realized what they were doing to have the impact that they had on me. Um, and I realized, well, if I want to have that impact, I need to be doing that stuff just as frequently as them. So I need to be working directly with people. I can't be working directly with like pipe and flanges and fittings. Um, for another person, that might be fine. But for me, it wasn't. And so I needed to make a change and I needed to make it drastically. And honestly, like what I did to, uh, to leave my old career was I set a commitment for myself. I was like, I will not work here by my birthday, whether I get hired or not. And so just after a lot of discussions and stuff like that, I just reached this emotional tipping point where I put in my, my resignation and it was basically timed out that I would have been done there by my birthday. So everything was uh, kind of according to plan. And then they, uh, they basically paid me out. So I only just had one week instead of a couple kind of thing. Um, and then when I got home on like the last day of work, I had been waiting to hear back from one of the big box gyms in the city and I had had three interviews there and they let me know that I wasn't uh, experienced enough then I wouldn't be hired. And that is exactly the moment that I started calling my parents every day. Cause I was like, what have I done? And <laughs> I, I have to give a shout out to uh, central social hall because they were pretty quick to hire me um, because I needed that. I was a porter there for about exactly a year. And uh, they also supported me with a few events that I put on. I put on a uh, goal crushing event. And then Jordan Jeske and I, we collaborated and we had a uh, brunch and burn event. And that was actually, I set that up so that I'd have something on my resume that said I had taught a group fitness class aside from spin instructing. Because if you don't have anything on your resume, gyms won't hire a new trainer. So I had to do that. And that's what helped me get my first gym job. Um, because I showed the initiative to actually organize something and I got Jordan's help because we needed somebody with experience to make sure that it went well. And he helped to, uh, basically he drew the attention to the event so that we had attendees cause I was still very new and very green. Um, and so it's just like, if we wanted to do an episode about things that I'm grateful for, I could take up like three hours of your time, but I always want to give credit where it's due with like people who have helped me and people who have bailed me out and uh, really believed in me. And that was definitely uh, one that stands out. Just when I took a risk on myself, people took a risk on me. 
Yeah. Teach people how to treat you and show them how to think about you. Right. And it, it goes to show that, you know, you can feel so alone in these times where it's like, I quit my job. I said I was going to be done by my birthday. Oh my God, my parents, I need you. Like I need you right now. And, and it, it, it can feel like a party of one and yet, and it does, it's so often, it feels so isolating. And yet you, you, if you really look, there's often a lot of people there that are either cheering in the background or support you directly or show up. And, but it doesn't necessarily take away the, the isolation. Oh my God, I'm on my own feeling. Um, but it also gives you a little bit of perspective that perhaps, perhaps you're not as, 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 as alone as you feel. And over time, perhaps maybe you won't feel that way. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm still like <laughs> working through all of that, working through all of that. That is so fascinating. And also like way to go. Here's the thing that Chris did is I need to put something on my resume that says group fitness. I need to bolster this. What creative solution can I come up with to make this happen? And, you know, central social hall is a gastro pub, essentially in Edmonton brunch, <laughs> daytime stuff, uh, night club at night, or like, a even has a dance floor at night. And so it's like, what an unlikely pairing, you know, but ask for what you need and be unreasonable. You don't know if someone else is going to see the vision you have. You don't know who's going to say yes. Don't be someone else's no. Don't be someone else's no. And Chris didn't show up and, and like screw the pooch at work. He hustled. He got the job done. He was there for a year. He's made the connections, developed the relationships and was able to create multiple events that were successful, that people showed up to, that people enjoyed. And I think that's really powerful. So good job. Well, thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Okay. We're nearing, we're nearing our hour mark. And I'd love to know if there was any key takeaways that you want our audience to walk away with today. Like if there's anything you remember from this conversation, remember this. So I think we we've talked a few times about how people get in their own way. And I think the the most empowering thing that I can do for a person is to guide them to find ways to find more confidence in themselves. Um, and let's take it from the stance of social media. Mm. You're scrolling through social media and you're seeing other people's stuff and it's making you feel like you aren't far, lo- far enough along your journey. Earlier in this episode, I talked about how like, I just about walked away from everything that we talked about. Um, You wouldn't be able to find that on my social media unless you looked really hard. And it's not for lack of me trying to tell it. It's just, that's not the thing that's going to point out. It's not the thing that's going to jump out. So understand that everybody goes through the ebbs and the flows and work on highlighting your strengths. Take the last two years of your life um, write out everything that's happened to you and then read it to yourself. And it might be the most empowering thing you could do today um, because sometimes we just need to hear it differently to understand that we've come a long way and that we're still going a long way and all it takes is consistency. But in order to be consistent, sometimes you need a little help from your friends. Consistency is not a solo job. Get And, and, the, and you mentioned earlier too, is like when you ask for feedback, you have the full spectrum of people who are like, go for this, don't go for this. And I, what I love about input and what I love about feedback is that the person you actually listen to is you. 
Like you hear what's on the outside, you hear the feedback and then you say, okay, like, do I agree? Do I disagree? Did I learn something? How does this land? Okay. Is that really my, is, is the paycheck important or is it, is it the, what I'm committed to creating in this world? And people are going to do contribution differently. And it's so important to just, again, I can't reiterate it enough. Know thyself know thyself. I was talking to a friend recently where he was like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of have this job. Like, but what, what it would have, what, what would it have been like if I chose a different career? Like this, this was the intuitive path. This, this made sense. It was our family business. And my question was like, well, is there, do you feel like you're paying a price for that? Do you feel like there's a cost? And I don't know if we ask ourselves that question a lot. I think so often we can just do the next step and the next step and the next step. And we end up, we wind up being a certain way. We wind up with a certain job. And I think what has benefited you and also me is I'm asking, well, do I, is this really where I want to be? And sometimes you ask that question and you end up crying on the floor because you're like, it's not. And my heart is aching and it feels like everything I'm doing is just like crushing my essence and my being. And yet I know there's more. And, and the other way of perceiving that is, is this really what I want? And you realize it's not. And then, then you have a gap and it's like a rubber band. And the more you stretch it, you can find yourself launching yourself forward. And so to not be afraid of that question and to, and to tap into that again, I think is, well, I know you do it. <laughs> you do it all the time, whether you intend to or not, I don't know, but you do it. Uh, and so it, it's just super powerful. So listeners, walk away with the gold that Mr. Chris Little left us with. And I'm and, and making sure that you're asking yourself, is this really where I want to be? Is this the difference I want to be making? Is this the kind of life I want to live? Who, who is this the person I want to be? And if it's not, contrast is a great teacher. It's definitely, sometimes we can't say what we want or who we want to be, but we can say what we don't want to be. Yep. And sometimes you start with the don't wants. I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to work in the factory. I don't want to have 8,000 little hustle tasks. I want to this. And then sometimes you can look at those don't want list and flip it into what you're doing list. I was like, well, I actually want three things. I really like, I know, I know for Clarissa that one career is not satisfying. I know that. I know that. I know that's why I taught fitness. I know that's why I have a podcast. I know that's why I do consulting. Like, because that's what satiates what my soul wants for nourishment. And we talk so much in the health and fitness community about like taking care of your wellness, but you also have to ask yourself, am I taking care of my soul, which is critical to your wellness? Because if there's stuff that gets missed and your soul isn't nourished, you will be depleted as a human and you will be unfulfilled. And let me tell you, you can have results and you can have success and you can have all these skills. And if you are unfulfilled, it is the most, it's crippling. It, it aches. And we look at people who do really scary, dangerous, morbid things and, and maybe even end their lives because they've, they are so unsatisfied and they feel like they've done everything, but there's just the disconnect between the results and the satisfaction and contentment. And so checking in with what nourishes my soul, because that needs love, attention, care, kindness too. Yeah. I mean, like just understanding what outcomes are important because sometimes we we're chasing the wrong thing. Yeah. And you know what, when you chase the wrong thing, at least, you know, it's the wrong thing, right? And it, when you don't know 
you don't know, but give yourself a chance to know. Give yourself a chance to know. You betcha. Wonderful. Well, Chris, before we part ways, let's talk about how we can find you, the things you do, if people want to work with you, what that looks like. Well, the floor is yours. <laughs> the easiest way to track me down is finding me on Instagram at Christian Little. Um, the funny story to why my Instagram handle is Christian Little was because people kept calling me Christopher. And I was like, enough with that. I'm just going to make my Instagram Christian. And then nobody's going to get it wrong. But then people still kind of like make the mistake from time to time, which is totally fine. It's life. You just deal with it. Um, but essentially from there, you'll be able to, uh, find my podcast, the lifestyle chase. You can reach out to me, head to my website, go to my Substack page, substack dot, uh, or chrislittle.substack.com. And that's essentially where my podcast lives right now. Um, aside from all the other platforms, but essentially what I can do to help people is I can train people in person or remotely. Remotely is app-based and you get uh, check-ins with me on a regular basis. And uh, basically it's like having a friend in your pocket, just making sure that you're on track with your fitness and giving you feedback and helping you through any obstacles that you face. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that we got to connect. This was an episode I was really looking forward to. So I'm glad that I got to be on your show. You left so many juicy goods. I can't wait to have it posted and up and I'm sure the audience will love it. If you have any feedback, any questions, send them our way. There's you, y'all know how to get hold both of us at this point. So excellent. Well, thank you so much, Chris, and have an amazing rest of your Saturday. Thanks for having me. If this podcast has landed with you, served you, provided value, please let us know. Give us a like, subscribe, share it with a friend that you know it will make a difference for. We are here to be a contribution and a service to others. We cannot wait to see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. Take care.